Welcome to the Tapes, 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 a podcast about old movies from our childhood. Merry Christmas! Wow! Our, who are we? What? You didn't even say your name! <laughs> I know, I was, well, I got self-conscious because I realized I probably should have started with Merry Christmas, but I didn't. Okay, let's start over. <laughs> no, we don't start over. Well, Josh is in Chicago. I'm up here in the wonderful, beautiful... I'm, I like how I'm not saying that Chicago is wonderful or beautiful. Yeah, you really <laughs> dusted off Chicago. Well, Josh is in Chicago. Yeah, Josh is in Chicago. Yeah, let's talk about Chicago for a moment. It's yeah, it's cold. Okay. We're hitting the 30s. Yeah. Uh, it's been snow. It, we've been getting some dusting uh, the past couple of days. So That's nice. Nah, okay. What were you gonna say about Portland? <laughs> it's beautiful up here, and it's rainy and wow. very windy. Um, but uh, but we love. We're best friends. We have been best friends for arguably too long. We come together once a month. In this case, once a year to review a fantastical, nostalgic uh, Christmas movie. Um, and then at the end of this episode, we will rate this movie either a be kind and rewind or an eject and reject, denoting whether it's worth your time or whether this movie is simply a wreck. <laughs> Wow. Josh, you want to tell the fine folks what we watched this week for Tapes, Tapes, Tapes? The most modern movie of 2020. <laughs> the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. With Tim Allen. Her? From 1994. It's an American Christmas comedy film directed by John Pasquin. I don't know who he is. But oh, it's John Pasquin. Yeah, friend of that the... sounds like that sounds like when we make up bullshit names for celebrities. Yes, this one is already done. John it... Pasquin. It's like his name's like John Patrick. <laughs> it he does sound like that. So his <laughs> sorry, John Pasquin. Oh, okay. His his um. So his his relationship with Tim Allen is how he got into this because he directed a few episodes of Home Improvement. And then, and then he directed this, and also Jungle to Jungle. <laughs> what the fuck was that? You don't remember Jungle to Jungle? No, sorry. A oh. noise just happened in my room, and it startled me. Are you okay? It sounded like I think it was my stomach, but it kind of went like I'm shitting you not. It went right. Like kind of like the Tim Allen sound, except like if somebody <gasps> turned up the pitch on it. Like I thought it was my stomach mixed with like the Ghostbusters like siren. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it was really weird. That well, made me jump. Hopefully, it came across on the audio so that we're not just reacting to absolutely what? nothing right now. <laughs> wow, I hope so. Josh, do you want to tell the fine? You want to give the fine folks a synopsis of the Santa Claus? Yeah. Um... There's only two available. One's one sentence and one's a little bit longer. I'm going to go for the longer one. I'm I'm just into it. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, divorcee Scott Calvin is disgusted to learn that his ex and that his ex and her husband have tried and failed to break it easy to their six-year-old son Charlie that Santa isn't real. On Christmas Eve, Scott reads The Night Before Christmas then receives an unexpected visitor on the roof. 
Then, uh, when he's startled by Scott's calling out and falls, the Santa impersonator disappears, leaving only impersonator. Eight, and, uh, uh, just let me finish reading. Okay. Leaving only an eight reindeer sleigh and a suit with instructions to put it on if he's involved in an accident. This is tough to read. This is poorly written. Yeah, uh, Jesus, Scott oh, it's does, hard to listen to. Scott does okay. So he's he's got the he's got the he's got it on. He's got the shit. Uh, Scott does and is transported around the town, dropping gifts through chimneys until he's taken to the North Pole and informed by a group who claims they're elves Dude. that he is now Santa. What? This guy's a non-believer. Uh, Charlie is proud of his dad's new job. Oh. Though Scott's convinced it's a dream. Until his hair turns white, his beard refuses to stay shaved, he gains weight inexplicably, even for his sudden love of junk food. Now he's accepted it. There's just one. Wait, what? 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 Even for his sudden love of junk food, now he's accepted it. There's just one problem how to keep it secret from his disbelieving family and that's from anonymous holy cow dude that was like it was written by a bot or something (laughs) like they're (laughs) training it this is probably better than my writing comprehension and abilities in middle school so i'm not gonna write it too hard but that was pretty rough (laughs) yeah that was that was wild yeah, this, so this movie it's a, it's obviously it's a Christmas movie again. Merry Christmas, everybody! Um, but Merry Christmas. It, this is a movie that I grew up with. Um, I I chose it this year. You chose it. Yeah. Um, so me, but this was a movie that like I I'm pretty sure we watched it around the holidays. But I think that me and my brothers just watched this movie like all the time. Um, you know. We, it was a movie that we had that we knew was funny that we knew that we liked and we just had access to it so it kind of became the ipso facto like go-to christmas movie back when we all had vhs's because that's what we had and then later on we we graduated to like a christmas story and then um you know elf of course has kind of become one that we we watch every year uh, but this one, I definitely have really fond memories of it. Um, and Tim Allen was kind of in the height of his home improvement, like Tim Allen-y, like the next year he was Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story. So mm-hmm. this was this was kind of peak Tim Allen season. Um, what was your, rela- or do you have a relationship to this movie? Well, I... I I'm just kind of interested. So you're saying that you you guys watched this movie just as a movie. Like, this wasn't just a Christmas movie. Yeah, and Morgan also grew up with this one. This was this one was another one where, like, Morgan and I both independently grew up with it. Um, uh-huh. And she said the same thing. She was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we watched it, like, when it wasn't appropriate anymore <laughs> to watch Christmas movies. That's so because something that that's interesting because that was something that I was thinking about while I was watching this movie was, you know, because I think I've had a similar experience. With, I'll, I I'll get into that in just a sec, but I think I've watched this movie a couple times in mm-hmm. years past, out of season. But are there really any other Christmas movies that like you just watch them whenever? No, no, definitely not. Like. 
even movies that aren't strictly Christmas movies, like we recently watched The Wizard of Oz, because uh. it was like, well, it feels like we should be watching The Wizard of Oz, <laughs> even if even if it isn't actually a holiday movie. We just yeah. have kind of decided that I guess it is one. Well, there's a lot of personal choice to like. I it's funny. I've been thinking about like what are my like top holiday movies or Christmas movies. Yeah. And one that I cannot get off my list is the first Brandon Fraser Mummy movie. Because really, that's a holiday movie be, to you. Be because whenever I either have gone back home to like do Christmas with my parents oh. for some reason that movie is always on like Xfinity on demand yeah when I'm with my parents around Christmas time like I feel like when we're opening presents it's to, it's backdrop to uh what's his name's uh who is it that plays uh, uh Brendan Fraser no not Brendan Fraser oh uh, Hemotep is oh, that I don't um, know I've, ne- I've never seen name. that movie oh my god well, uh, it's so good. <laughs> I guess we know what we're watching next year. <laughs> well, but th- I think that's I think that's a little I think that's a little um I think it's a little new. It might not meet the criteria. Anyway, well, yeah. I I did grow up with this movie. I remember it coming up. I remember it coming up in a school setting for some reason. I feel like this has been happening with a lot of movies we've been watching recently where Mm. I have the memory attached with school, but for this one, that doesn't really make sense. Well, I feel like this one was really popular. I mean, when it came out in 94, you and I were both six. And this movie is definitely made for six-year-olds. Like it's yeah, it's definitely yeah. knows what its audience is. So I I mean I have memories of watching it with my and back then I was living in Kansas City, so we had snow and we had a lot of these you know similar. Our, our neighborhood looked not dissimilar from the ones that were in this movie. Um, so there there was a lot of reflection I feel like of of myself as like a young white kid with a brown bowl oh. cut like <laughs> that kid could have been me. Yeah, it's it's very. I I mean, I can relate to that kid too, uh, but yeah, I do I do remember looking for this movie. I think primarily because it showed Christmas in a kind of futuristic technology sense that I found really attractive. Because yeah. uh, I remember like watching that scene with like. Not to get ahead of myself, but that's uh, like a scene with uh, where like the they're like the elves, but they're like the bigger kid elves, and they have like jetpacks. Yeah, to go, the like, teenager kind of elf. Yeah, yeah, right. I remember going wild for that as a kid, and yeah, like, the the sleigh that produced the cookie out of the CD drive and the <laughs> hot chocolate like coffee yeah. machine thing. I always remember thinking oh, that I wanted to drink that hot that hot cocoa. Oh, it looks so good. Like, it looked so good in the goblet that he drank it out of, and just everything about it looked so good. And I, I especially remember being a kid and watching Tim Allen when he comes into the boardroom and he just orders a bunch of desserts. I remember being a kid being like, I want to do that when I get old. Yeah, they really, they really hit, what do 90s kids want right now? They want the decadence of... yeah like uh christmas like i want everything kind of wrapped up into this this experience speaking of yeah. tim allen so you you, you grew up with 
Home Improvement? We yeah, it was on. I mean, I don't know that I could say that I watched it more than other shows, but definitely like, you know, I remember the ho 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 like his laugh and him um like his neighbor over the fence uh who like you could only see his eyes. What was his name? Wilson or something? I think I've seen zero Home Improvement episodes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that's I've, Morgan's story too. I don't think she was actually familiar with with Home Improvement, but Tim Allen is just not really on the radar for me. Yeah, and it's kind of weird, like him in this. I mean, we'll we'll get into that like in the in the second half when we talk about our current experiences with this with this movie. But um, he is he's a little bit of a strange choice. He's just such like he's like if Jeff Foxworthy wasn't funny. <laughs> like it's a weird thing. it's like if jeff foxworthy didn't have a gimmick like i don't really understand yeah. the appeal so much of tim allen but he's in a lot of things that i really like. <laughs> like i think it's just i think it's one of the well yeah tim allen was just really big back then he was the you know it's funny i feel like i've learned more about tim allen from the show bojack horseman than i have actually watching tim allen movies and wait is he in bojack horseman no he's not in it but but it's kind of implied that he is the guy it's him it's implied that yeah. a lot of the stories and the like that it's kind of like a tim allen-esque type fame I mean that makes. Per- I've never thought of it like that before it's so t- i mean the horse and around is just sense. like it's like this per- horse and around is like the perfect mix of Saved by the Bell and Home Improvement. Yeah, a lot of those like 90s all those, sitcoms, like Family like Matters, like, kind of. Yeah, like romped into one. Dude, and, I've never thought about that. That is, cr- um, you're kind of blowing my mind right now because really, Tim Allen. Also, I mean, I don't know if you you know about this. I mean, it sounds like he might not because you're, he's not on your radar, but like. He has been busted many times for like drug possession and cocaine use yeah. and alcoholism. I know a little bit. Like he's he's kind of not a great guy in that regard. I mean, from everything I've I've seen about him, like it's not like he's mean or anything. He just has a severe substance abuse problem. <laughs> so it's like, well, Bojack Horseman, like, but then the the contrast of this, where it's like. Tim Allen is in all of this family-friendly stuff, but he has this like much darker, you know, underside. I that's just blowing my mind that, like, holy shit, yeah. BoJack Horseman is Tim Allen. Well, I don't want to say it. I think it's an amalgam. You heard it here first, th- folks. Like he is Tim Allen. The creators <laughs> okay. of BoJack Horseman. I guess I gotta. Are, know, by association, I stand by this too. I guess. Yeah, this is this is him. Holy shit, this is him. It's, it's said and done, and only on tapes, tapes, tapes are we brave enough to really <laughs> at Tim Allen like this. Yeah, let's uh, at him. Well, He's got plenty of I, money. It's fine. And I don't mean to dunk on him further, but in BoJack Horseman, a lot like this movie or like those franchises, you look back on them and you're kind of like, why why is Tim Allen? Why do we like him so much? Yeah, it's just because he's associated with things that we that we do really he like. Everywhere. He did everything. Yeah, he he did a shit ton of stuff. Um, in terms of, just before we get into the break, um, this movie, it has two sequels. 
the the Santa Claus <laughs> the Santa Claus two, which came out in two thousand and two, so um, eight years later, and then the Santa Claus three, the Escape Clause. <laughs> Which came out? Oh, that has Alan Cummings or somebody in it. No, it no, has a no, 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 no. um, um, Martin What's Short. Martin Short. Yeah, Martin Short is in that one, and he plays Nick Sorry, Frost. I think I like Nick Frost played by um, uh, Michael Keaton better. Ah, oh, I'm thinking of Jack Frost. Damn it! What is happening over there right now? Are you okay? <laughs> Holiday movies? <laughs> Are you no, here? I have to. I'm just trying to remember names of actors, and it's that's a bad call. Many. When you don't have them prepped, that's a bad. Trust me, I've been I've been hosting a podcast for years now. <laughs> that's a thing that we can say now, isn't that weird? Uh, no, I'm pretty pretty uh, dead to the idea. Jesus Christ! Okay, we're gonna, <laughs> Merry Christmas. We're gonna Happy Christmas! Happy Christmas! We are going to take a short break, and we'll come back. We'll we'll I'll try to revitalize Josh while we're on the break. I'm going to go grab my oat milk and kimchi cookies. Bye. Hey, y'all. Season three is here, and we are extremely proud to now be sponsored by Audible. Audible is the leading platform for audiobooks. If you're listening to this podcast, we know you love having entertainment shoved into your ear holes. And Audible has a nearly endless catalog, including podcasts, theatrical performances, comedy, and Audible originals you won't hear anywhere else. Download Audible on the platform of your choice to listen to titles on or offline. You can even listen on one device and resume listening on another device at the exact same spot. Want to listen to the audiobook of Matilda by Roald Dahl, featured on episode 36? Of course you do. Then visit audible.com slash tapes, tapes, tapes for a free trial. You'll be supporting the show and getting your nostalgia fix. Once again, that's audible.com slash tapes, tapes, tapes for your first free audiobook. Thanks, loyal listeners. All right, now let's get back to the show. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> Oh God! I just <laughs> those kimchi cookies uh, were delicious. Can you I was tell say me they more about the kimchi cookies? What are you talking about? Is that a real so thing? So actually, before I tell you about that, I'm going to tell you about kimchi mashed potatoes because that shit. Rocked oh my yes, world. you you told me about this, but but now tell the fine folks at home their future serious snack. kimchi mashed potatoes well let me tell you here's what you do first off you gotta make some kimchi i'll make it for you if you don't want to i actually i'm gonna be uh starting my own kimchi brand pretty soon uh so be on the lookout for that but you get some kimchi you make some mashed potatoes you put the kimchi in the mashed potatoes mix it up maybe throw some leftover turkey in there if you just had thanksgiving (laughs) Uh, and, uh, this is coming out on Christmas pretty, week. Pretty, okay. Do I hey, need to like, remind we froze you? Our, we froze. Look, I have a freezer full of frozen turkey bits. Well, that's so what you get for cooking a 20-pound turkey when there's only like three of you. Well, I had a recipe that I really wanted to do that called for a 20-pound bird, and I didn't feel like downscaling. Hey, Evan. Hey. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. Okay. The Santa Claus. Um, yeah, I've, I've wanted to watch like every holiday season that has come by. I've I've known that eventually we, we should get around to this one. 
Um, so I've been kind of looking forward to it because this was one that I have not seen since I was a little kid. Um, mm-hmm. And I was really expecting to kind of be lost a little bit. Like, I'm pretty sure we didn't watch this since before we moved to California. So when I was like nine or nine or ten, I don't recall which. Oh, wow. So this is this is sitting on like 2020, 20, however many years. Yeah, I don't this, know how old we are. this is I don't know how old we are either. But this is pre DVD shelf, DVD drawer. There's no DVDs were in the household or in anybody's like. <laughs> purview that we did not have dvds back then so but i was shocked that when we started watching it i was remembering everything now Mm -hmm. morgan even more so than me like when we sat down to watch this she would literally be like oh yeah his the the like teenage elf's name is bernard and he's gonna come in right now and like she was able to actually predict things like just oh she's oh wow seconds before they actually occurred and that wasn't happening so much for me it was more like oh yeah this is happening right now and i'm feeling the nostalgia like i'm 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 kind of transported back to to being a little kid and, and watching this movie um and i i had a really good time <laughs> like i really enjoyed it against all odds like this, <laughs> wow. this movie does not make any kind of sense and i have i have specific moments that i'm going to bring up <laughs> later on that i will i promise you i will mention to you that they happened and you will be like what i don't know what you're talking about and i will be like trust me go back and rewind to like minute, you know, one hour, 27, you will see that this crazy shit happened. Um, but I, I don't know. I just, I really, I found myself really enjoying it. Um, even though I know that it's really bad. <laughs> like, that's the... Why is it Why is it bad? Let's, let's crack that egg open. I mean, it's bad because none of the visual effects, may, like work anymore it's it's so dated i mean the the one saving grace that i i do have to commend them for is that they made the choice to use puppets for reindeer instead of using some kind of like fucked up early 90s cgi situation yeah um but like but even they frankly the reindeer look kind of rough and like (laughs) And it's yet another story, like it's yet another redemption story for a divorced dad in the '90s. Like we've had so. Oh my many... god! How many are fucking movies are there like this? <laughs> I don't Here's know, a sh- but a shitbag dad that <laughs> yeah. is a shitbag, and then this thing happens, and then everybody loves him. And it's weird, like, and it doesn't make really make any sense that like his his ex wife takes his kid away from him because he gets fat and goes gray. Like it just it doesn't make sense if you try to kind of break it down that way and it Well the way <laughs> the way that this movie treats uh Tim Allen's weight gain is hilariously is, like well, dated just, and that's crazy. What you did in the nineties, which is essentially just shame at every possible every possible juncture. <laughs> so at one point I, I do want to hear more about what you have to say about that. But at one point, one of Morgan's predictions, she was like, oh, yeah, he gets fat and then he farts. 
Like the the moment where you learn how fat he is is also the moment where he begins to fart. It's well, it's 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 all <laughs> chimed off by it's because it starts with him going through his morning routine. Except when he gets heavy, like he gains a little bit, but then when he gets to like, I guess where the sh- the the movie considers him his like full Santa weight. Yes, he wakes up and his feet touch the carpet, and he's like wiggling his toes, and then just this gigantic fart sound effect happens. <laughs> yeah. It's like. Okay, yeah, we're, I know we're not watching. Um, what's that Eddie Mur- Murphy movie? Oh, uh, yeah, um, Nutty Professor. <laughs> but yeah, oh, but that's how you tell when somebody is, you know, packing packing a little bit more weight. It's yeah, is when they is when they the fart. 90s. Yeah, skinny people don't fart. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so yeah, tell tell me what you what what you thought of it. I'm very curious. Well, first off, I, I'm very separated from this movie because I didn't get any Tim Allen when I was young, so I have no attachment to Tim Allen. Yeah. So just walking into this movie, I feel like you're walking into this, you're supposed to see Tim Allen and kind of go like, oh, awesome, it's <laughs> Tim Allen. <laughs> yeah. You're, like you're, This movie really puts its money on pe- people want to see Tim Allen do this role. Uh, and which is so weird. I'm sorry I keep interrupting, but like, why didn't people want to see Tim Allen? Well, because he was a star. He was, I guess this is why you got to go back and watch Bojack Horseman. Now it's like, he just because he did this weird show that really only exists in this one time period, but he, he was making money doing it. So people put him in stuff and they were like, Oh, let's give him a Christmas movie. Of course. Yeah. And so they make this movie where he's just this biggest Wall Street shitbag, and he really doesn't do anything redeeming. He just gets kind of changed. His like literal genetic makeup gets changed, and that's what makes him like his arc better. Uh, yeah, yeah it, and he doesn't this- really want to. Like he in the from the very beginning when the other Santa falls off of his roof. And like, like his kid is really the one dragging him through everything. Like, let's go yeah. up, let's meet the reindeer, let's get into the sleigh, put the suit on, do all the things. And every, at every possible moment, he's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Well, and like, I feel like that's what the audience is supposed to like is his reluctance and his jokes and quips that he makes about how stupid this is. Yeah. But just make it just make it just fun. But the thing that really got me the most at the beginning of like what the fuck is going on is the way that he becomes Santa Claus. Because first off, Santa Claus is a curse. Yeah, yes. Santa it's Claus literally is a this curse. guy. I'm I'm not I wouldn't be surprised if that guy up there that was Santa Claus before, he was just like tonight's the night i'm doing it the first person that makes a sound i'm just throwing myself off the roof i'm not doing this anymore and then he gets hoodwinked into putting on the jacket (laughs) right and then the reindeer just kind of like okay we got to do this thing so he has to be regular tim allen santa for a little bit and then he gets to the north pole and it's and then they explain to him that like oh there you didn't read the card like you didn't take a (laughs) magnifying glass and read this green line that went all the way around the card like it's a fucking ponzi scheme yeah it is like (laughs) it's a scam it's a curse god that's such a funny way of thinking about this movie (laughs) 
because it is presented as a curse. But then, I don't know. I, I guess what we're supposed to feel is that him him doing something that he doesn't want to do still brings all these kids joy. And so, like, that's the redemptive quality to it. Well, I mean, this is obviously a movie about here's here's another father figure that is kind of it's the Scrooge thing of except it's not seeing your own life. It's seeing life outside of yourself of how can I be a more, you know, a good, a a better person in general, just in terms of my my morals. But also it's a movie about let's let's actually take joy in the myth of Santa Claus and believe in it and make it real which a lot of i mean that happens in some santa like i guess christmas movies but i don't know i mean i don't watch very many christmas movies i mean the the ones that i watch are always kind of like off kilter like like elf is a holiday movie but it's kind of it's a little weird like it doesn't exactly follow the story of santa claus or anything but it follows mo- i feel like most christmas movies are about some kind of lopsided uh relationship between like a father and son that's true and elf does do that yeah that's what elf is about it's about him trying to reconnect with his his father and it just doesn't work yeah yeah it's it's interesting i mean i I, like i said i I like what you said about how it like it's a curse and and (laughs) you really the curse of santa claus and it's and for whatever reason Though I have to say, even though I I can critique this movie until the cows come home, but I liked it. Like I I don't know what it was. I think it was a combination of just how absurd everything was as it was happening. Um, I I think that Tim Allen is constantly in a state of like befuddlement, um, and so I yeah. I kind of enjoyed that. Um, and it it was definitely like a little white boy fantasy of like this time not only are you is your dad going to become Santa Claus but also like what you said what you mentioned earlier about the sci-fi elements to it your dad is going to be like James Bond Santa Claus and he's going to have these like gadgets and gizmos aplenty like he's going to have all these little toys to to kind of play around with and like it's almost like a little kid fantasizing about what they would want Santa to have, like yeah. like the flame retardant suit and the 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 sleigh that can now do a vertical takeoff just like a fighter jet. Like it's it's almost like they did a poll with like twenty little white kids and they were like, "What would what superpowers would you want Santa to have?" And they all were like, "We basically want Santa Claus to be Batman." Like that's the whole movie. You know what? I would do. You, do you do you ever do those mall surveys when you were in like middle school or high school? You go to the mall and somebody would be like, "Hey, we'll give you twenty bucks if you fill out a questionnaire." And it's about like what toy you wanted for Christmas that year. Not at the mall, but I I did participate in a survey when I was a kid, and they they basically showed me like ten different toys, and I had to rate them and kind of say like which ones I thought were cool, which ones I would want, and yeah, they gave me like twenty bucks. Maybe that's how they wrote. Uh, the Santa Claus. <laughs> they wrote the Santa Claus. <laughs> I wouldn't be. I mean, it. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh my gosh. Um. I, go ahead. I I don't I don't I don't really know where to. 
what my entry point is in next to this movie. I'm surprised. I thought you were really going to dislike this movie. Yeah. Because I didn't have a lot of fun watching it. But yeah. I, the reason I didn't have fun watching it is because... Yeah, mean, what, what, what pulled you out of it? I'm curious. Well, I don't really... Or did you never just, get in in the first place? I guess is I don't th- I don't think I got in in the first place. Yeah. I just I don't think I like Tim Allen because I don't yeah. have the nostalgia for it. It's not there, and I feel yeah. like that. Ooh, that Tim Allen humor is so specific to one point in human history, <laughs> and if you weren't there for it, it's I don't know. Maybe the, uh, this is probably not the same for everybody, but for me, it's just. I because the jokes are just so uh, they're so like lowbrow and but like there's no effort put into the like actual joke itself it's like walking by a reindeer and the reindeer farts and Tim <laughs> yeah. Allen goes geez buddy and then the reindeer rolls its eyes <laughs> like <laughs> it's just see i'm laughing though because it's so bad like it's so bad i know it's so terrible it doesn't it it is has no redeeming qualities whatsoever and i love unredeemable humor uh but for some reason this particular facet of it just doesn't really interest (laughs) me i did like going to the north pole with all the kid actors that were playing elves yeah sure uh that was kind of fun like oh my god i think the best my favorite moment of the whole movie is after tim allen has to go through the whole rigmarole of being santa claus and he hates it and he gets taken to the north pole and when they get they're still in the sleigh they're in the snow and then they're like, what is going on? And then this kid that's an elf just walks out of nowhere and is like kind of mugging them. And they're like, what's this kid going to do? And then he reaches down without breaking eye contact and starts like bringing up this pole out of the ground. And they're just sitting there in the sleigh like, uh, okay, you going to help us? And this kid is just has his arms folded while this pole is raising and he's just mad dogging them for like 30 seconds, just <laughs> staring them down. Like, I'm just sitting there going like, what is, what is this stare down? And then he punches in the little cone code and then the door opens up and the sleigh goes down and then he walks away. It's like, yeah. man, that's why you have like a, a, a fucking... <laughs> panel where you just press it and the gate opens like that was the weirdest fucking moment yeah that this movie it and it has weird moments kind of all all throughout it so the moment that i was describing earlier i i don't even know how to describe what happens so but bernard is like the main elf he's kind of like he's supposed to be like the cool teenager elf where he's got like for whatever reason white guy dreadlocks and like yeah, wearing it's memorable i remember wearing jinko jeans and you know he's he's talking to the little kid um and at the very end he comes back in he comes back into tim allen's ex-wife's house and he like just appears there he's like hey you gotta come we got it we got more deliveries to make and he's holding in his hand a pita and he's and he's eating the pita and then the new husband like takes the pita away from him. And this is all happening while the dialogue is going on. And uh-huh. you're just watching this going like, 
Why does he have a pita sandwich on Christmas? And where did he get it? And why did... And clearly they were tracking the pita. This wasn't like a goof or anything. Because there were like multiple different shots... And then, like the the new dad or the you know the new husband like takes the pita from him, and then tries to give it back. But Bernard has like materialized else, like he's vanished and gone elsewhere. And then the new husband is just like looking down at his pita. I mean, Morgan and I were just like rolling on the ground. We were laughing so hard. We we're like, why oh is God. there a pita? Like, I, what is happening I, I don't, in this movie? I don't remember this interaction because by this point, the movie probably had 35% of my attention. Yeah. <laughs> since it was kind of, it was, it was wrapping it up. But just hearing it, I mean, maybe it was like, oh, he just appeared in the house. Like, he appeared in the house and then he went to the fridge and like grabbed a snack because but he's But why would he grab a pita? Like, I don't why know, would it? Because that's be... all the crafty fucking things that they had on set, and they didn't plan for this, so they just gave him the first thing that they had. And and I kind of love that. Like, I love how terrible of a choice it is, because it he got, does. He got, he got some falafel on the way there. Because it does look exactly like that. It looks exactly like like he showed up to set, and the director was like, "Go, go on. We need you right now." And he's like, "What are you talking? I've got to eat my lunch." And he's like, "Nope, go. We're on a short budget." Take your take your goddamn shawarma on the set. Take your shawarma on the set. Use it. We'll make it work. And- I spent the last <laughs> ten years doing fucking interviews at malls of surveys of kids, <laughs> and those surveys movie. showed that. In this moment, you need to be eating a pita for it to feel like Christmas. <laughs> exactly. It's so it's so bizarre, and I just I love that it did that because it's really upsettingly awful <laughs> that they did that. So I I don't know. I just I I can't help but be charmed by by choices like that, and just the absurdity of the story that like that. You know, because we we've had these male redem like these shitty dad redemptive stories before, but this one is so absurd. I mean, definitely the thing that we we really hated about the very end of this movie was that like it almost ends correctly with him going off and just doing his own thing and and being Santa and being like, "All right, kiddo, you've got to be here and spend time with your mom because you know." That's what that's what the holidays are all about. It's about spending time with your family, and your mom is your family. And so, and then the kid is like, "Okay," and then literally ten minutes later, he comes like he's like, "I shook the thing, so he had to come back." And then he was like, "Can I come with you, Dad?" And then the dad, like Tim Allen, looks at his ex-wife, and his ex-wife is like, "Okay," and it's like, "Well, but no, you did. You didn't have to give your kid up." Survey, survey. The the kids want to go with Santa. <laughs> You're just blaming everything on the survey. Yep. <laughs> oh shit! All right. Well, it doesn't make any fucking sense. No, it it doesn't make any sense. But it just that bothered us from a narrative perspective that like it could have ended, you know, quote unquote, correctly. Like, it could have ended with the dad being like, yep, you know what? I did fuck up. I've got a job to do. I'm going to go do it. You spend time with your mom. But instead, it ended with the kid just being like, nah, I just want to spend time with my dad, Santa, anyway. Well, okay. Speaking of reviews, Josh. Speaking yes. of surveys. Yes. The survey question. I have a survey question for you. 
oh, what is it? I hope it ends up with me getting a Mr. Freeze action figure that lights up. <laughs> okay. That's what I want. Maybe the only way to find out is by participating what in What does the... that mean? Yes or no? <laughs> I'm doing a survey here. That's how you talk to kids, though. <laughs> I don't... When your kid I, is boy, like... I gotta go down to KB Toys and get my own? <laughs> Josh, do you give 1994's The Santa Claus a Be Kind and Rewind or an Eject and Reject, baby? I'm gonna give this the classic uh, Christmas Curse Award uh, <laughs> for its... Ability to stick around despite its unsavory flavor. Its unsavory uh, flavor. Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm, I'm just getting with this. I'm not gonna. No, I'm just gonna give this an eject and reject. <laughs> I did not have that much fun watching it. Uh huh. I none of the humor aged. I feel like this is a script that I wrote in high school. <laughs> and it's one of those scripts where I like dig it up and I'm like embarrassed to read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, s- s- which is fine. It's fun if I put it on YouTube and go, hey guys, look how bad this is. Yeah. But to actually take it seriously as a as a fucking Christmas movie, come on, it's a Christmas movie. When you, these are important. Like you, people need these. Like uh yeah. like get through the fucking holidays sometime and you gotta rely on Tim Curry. Uh, Tim Allen, not Tim Curry. <laughs> Tim Curry. No, I'm like, wait, what Christmas movie is he in? Oh Jesus. Yeah. Oh, Home Alone 2. He's in Home Alone 2. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's a Christmas movie. Well uh no, I'm not Well wow, you're what do you, what do you say? You're like offended. I mean I I I feel bad about it, but I gonna have to give it a be kind of rewind. <laughs> like I I can't help but but enjoy it and feel I think it really it's just the nostalgia. Like we haven't addressed that. It's it's the nostalgia. It's the fact that like every scene that was happening, I was remembering what it was like to be a little kid and be watching this with my brothers or my cousins or my friends. Like and you know, I, I just remember watching it. Not that there's there's that many moments that kind of like stand out to me, particular particularly, um, like you know, this isn't a movie that I could just rattle off a few quotes from right now. But for whatever reason, I just I just really like it. It's one of those blind spots of my nostalgia. We haven't actually had that on the podcast sure. in a while. Where what? like I got lost in the nostalgia, probably because we've had so many guests, <laughs> and so uh... the guests the guests <laughs> have been like introducing us to other things. But yeah, I mean, I I've not I with Demolition Man, I also was kind of nostalgic for it, but I ended up rejecting it. But this one, I'm kind of like you know, I could imagine you know watching this one again as a goof, as a yeah. you know, it's just like it's it's not anything. It's like. Hey kids, remember how bad Christmas movies were? <laughs> like, this is how bad they they could possibly be. So you're welcome. Well, well, just rattle them off. What do you think are your like? Give me like a rough five like top picks for uh, Christmas movies. Oh, I mean, like from when I was a kid, or ones that I really like now. I, I it could be either one. Let's do now. Um. Well, now the one that we always watch uh, for Christmas is "It's a Wonderful Life," um, mm-hmm. with with Jimmy Starr, 
Um, that's a that's an amazing movie and definitely like yeah. very ahead of its time. Um, I I like Elf. Um, I I liked The Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. Um, I think if you're super into those, then of course you're gonna be super into that. Die Hard is another really good Christmas movie. Um, I feel like I need one more, right? One more. Uh, a Christmas Story. Did you ever watch that? Yeah. That's like the one. It's like the it in the forties. Made everybody afraid of licking frozen poles. Yeah, licking frozen poles, and also and BB guns. Um, but yeah, I guess yeah. those are like the ones that I just, uh, I off the top of my head that, that I would think of. Uh, what about you? Uh, I think the number one for me is home alone. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, Duh. home alone. Then nightmare before Christmas, that movie just like, that was, that was, that was pretty much the one that did it for me. Yeah. Uh, the Grinch. I fucking love the Grinch. The animated one or the, the, the Jim Carrey one. I think the Jim Carrey one's fun. Yeah. I enjoy watching it, but I didn't grow up with that. Uh, I want the animated one. Uh, yeah. Then Home Alone 2, and then uh, <laughs> Brendan Fraser's The Mummy. <laughs> I really love. I'm serious. That's my that's my Christmas. Yeah, movie. it's it's so fun. it's such a weird reason to like it, but it, or to like a weird thing that that it just happens to be on every time you you come home for the holidays. Yeah. That you you know you end up watching it. Well, we've given a bunch of recommendations, so I, I think we we don't need to to give those. I figured that would be that would be in place. Well, thank you again. Merry Christmas, everybody! Thank you for tuning in to a very special Christmas themed episode of Tapes, Tapes, Tapes. Our audio mixing and original music is done by yours truly, Evan William Crockett. Our artwork is done by Kersey Barrett Torme. You can find her on Instagram at Made by Kersey, K E R S E Y. And our podcast is produced by the lovely and wonderful Josh Bowen. Josh, you want to tell the fine folks how they can support the podcast? Yeah, you want to give me a nice, like, that little, like, Christmas jingly music while I'm saying this? Yeah, here we go. Ooh. Hmm. Yeah, so this time of year is about giving, and uh, you can find us on Patreon. Sorry, I'm being thrown off by the sound of this. I'm imagining the jingly. I'm like bobbing my head to the jingly. What do you mean you're imagining it? We're both listening to it right now. Well, I'm imagining it and hearing it at the same time. It's very confusing. You can find us on Patreon. We have tiers. You can help us make the podcast because we make it on our own time. And it's a help. We need it. It's Christmas. Okay, go find us on Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas. (laughs) That was the greatest plug I've ever. (laughs) Okay, bye everybody, gals, guys, nine binary pals. We'll see you next week. (laughs) It's like you said, nine bye pals. Bye.